Hi there, and welcome to Barely a Podcast. It's officially February, and the world is still caught in limbo. COVID is multiplying by the bucket load, and I'm not even acknowledging the Brexit farce. 2021 was supposed to be better, and to be quite honest, I'm not feeling it. But enough about the negatives. All this cabin fever has a few positives, so grab your coffee. I'm drinking a wonderful mug of Zoroka from Packed Coffee, freshly brewed in my beloved AeroPress, and let's dig into one of those positives. There's more time to focus on Bear Sound Studio, my hopeful startup in audio post-production. To fill you in, Bear Sound has morphed from many things into many things. In my university days, Bear Sound was my stage name for experimental live coding. I wholeheartedly blame the duo Sunglo Sound, the stage name for B. Dawkins and Mark Dunsmore's double act, for this need of a stage name. They were, and still are, incredible role models throughout my uni days and beyond. In fact, Mark has released a brand new electronic album over the weekend, so go grab it. The link is in the show notes. I know the general rule of thumb is don't meet your role models, but Mark and B are the exception that proves the rule. After taking a big change of heart in the performative aspect of audio, Bear Sound moulded itself to represent my sound design endeavours. Weird code patches, sound packs and the like. Finally, after working on an audio restoration project alongside my studies, I found a love of taking something that sounds terrible and turning it into something that sounds actually quite nice. In case you were also wondering, I love podcasts and audiobooks, so I thought I could give something back to the community which has given me so much joy and entertainment over the years. Q Bear Sound Studio. In its current iteration, Bear Sound has been going for about six months, and I can safely say I have had a grand total of no custom. I did, however, manage to graciously get taken in by Roll for Mischief, an actual play D&D podcast streaming on Tuesday nights about 8pm in the UK and 12 Pacific. Once again, link in the show notes. They had a backlog of videos on demand that they thought would be neat to serve up as a podcast, and I offered my services on a voluntary basis to edit and polish the audio and get it up to snuff, and after a decent time, in which involved a lot of learning and experience about the podcasting ways, I had a few proof-of-concept episodes. But that's when they popped the question. That question that every nerd dreams of. Would you like to join the game? And after that, I'm not going to lie, making the episodes kind of fell to the wayside as I jumped into the game proper. Roll for Mischief Crew, if you are listening to this, I am sorry, and I swear, by the time we're back to normal scheduling, we'll have a lovely backlog ready to go. So, this inaugural episode is going to explore my journey into the world of freelance digital services. And if you couldn't guess from the name, specifically, Fiverr. I have... Fiverr joined the online marketplace scene in 2010 as a way for people to buy and sell digital services like graphic design, programming, video and audio editing, and many more besides. As I live under a rock, and in the UK, I only became aware of Fiverr as a service provider eh, in the past couple years. However, it almost always 
came with negative connotations. All you need to do is type Fiverr into YouTube and a plethora of scathing videos are helpfully boosted to the top of the search results thanks to the Google algorithm. Instead of having that proud moment where you say, <clears throat> I have a successful Etsy store, you're filled with dread and hope no one asks how your services are marketed and you have to say, <clears throat> Fiverr. <clears throat> but seeing as I have no marketing experience and I'm dreadful in any and all form of social media, I was relying on good old fashioned word of mouth to work its magic and bring me customers. That was a very optimistic outlook on life. All my friends and colleagues either work in the field already and therefore don't need my advice or are in completely unrelated fields, such as engineering or biomedical science and have no immediate intentions of needing a podcast produced. Ultimately, I needed help getting my name and services out there and Fiverr, for all its negative connotations, provided the perfect solution. Of course, Fiverr isn't the only option out there. Upwork, people per hour and many other services exist, but I went with my gut and decided on the service I'd actually heard of. In a nutshell, Fiverr is very well known and very well used. Fiverr reported a total of 2.35 million active buyers in 2019, and you can read up on the 2019 annual report in the link in the show notes. My biggest concern was, as you can imagine, how would I personally stand out in an already saturated market? Seriously, the number of results which ping searching for podcast post-production is mind-numbingly large. 1,351 to be exact. There also seemed to be neither rhyme nor reason as to why certain sellers were raking in the goods, whilst others didn't. Thumbnail videos varied in quality, as did audio, ironic I know, and pricing. So I'll start from the beginning. The initial sign-up process is relatively quick and painless. As you can imagine, in today's day and age it's analogous to registering for the latest social media platform. However, I do thoroughly recommend utilising the video guide series on Fiverr Learn, which is a learning platform Fiverr utilises to increase visibility through paid courses, obviously, as it helps to really explain Fiverr terminology, such as the use of gigs instead of jobs or services, and helpfully, what common factors can be found in all the top seller gig listings. I suppose the interesting aspect of the gig economy if you ignore the pun, of course, is that it offers three tiers of fixed-term pricing, a small, medium and large package, and gig extras to increase revenue above and beyond. In my use case, small, medium and large offerings were quantified in terms of audio length, 20 minutes, 30 minutes and an hour respectively, and gig extras revolved around non-audio-related optional extras. So it's throwback time. When I disastrously launched BearSound the first time round about six months ago, the entire platform was based off a single product which included everything as standard. That was my niche. Quality product, no hidden costs. Any extras were in the form of management and publishing services, so I tried to translate this into the Fiverr offering, and my gig extras became super fast delivery, writing show notes for you, inserting monetized ads, writing episodic transcriptions, and offering archival web storage on the BearSound server. Now in my mind, none of those extras actually diminish from the post-production job. You're guaranteed the best quality as standard. 
I think that's a pretty decent offering, and, well, let's face it, it's not that I've got any reviews to back it up. Well, the crux of the matter is now left to the hands of Fiverr Analytics, and it's a worryingly good tool which breaks down your gig into impressions and clicks. I have a very impressive number of impressions for two weeks. 119, in fact. And, to make matters even better, of those 119 impressions, I received a grand total of three clicks. So let's break that down. Impressions are what Fiverr calls putting your gig in the similar gigs you might be interested in section of the website. That's pretty cool. The algorithm seems to be putting me out there. But turning those impressions into clicks, well, now that's just terrifyingly low. Three in 119. That is a two and a half percent conversion rate. The retail worker inside of me has just started crying. Now, as you might have guessed, this episode was really kind of meant to be published at the beginning of February. C'est la vie. But now I've got an extra bit of exciting analytical trends. So in the past week, my impressions have gone up at a snail's pace. I'm now at 140 and still only three clicks. So really, that's only 21 impressions over a seven day period. So. I don't know, is Fiverr's algorithm detecting that I'm not receiving gig commissions and then being like, mm, nah, something's gone weird here? Or did Fiverr's algorithm give me a two-week boost because I was a new seller? And if so, that is pretty, pretty awesome. But I'm speculating, so back to it. The aforementioned course I took as part of the sign-up process for Fiverr gave a couple of hints. It said, record a video for your gig add images which support your claims about what you do, and if you work in audio, upload some audio clips. Just, you know, back it up, show the quality you're going to put in that job. Well, I've done all of that. And I think it boils down to that good old-fashioned problem. Experience, which in turn is going to give you ratings, but to get that in the first place, you really need that marketing. And I mean, I'm, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not the world's most mediocre graphic designer. Actually, I'm probably about maybe five or six spaces below that. But the videos and images I did manage to pull together, seem they seem relatively okay. You've got a delightful picture of my face, so that's reassuring. And the anonymous masses can see that I'm, I'm not a bot, although not scientifically proven. And when I compared the results of an unrated listing from Fiverr with that of people per hour, the number of unreviewed services in the first page, they're, they're quite comparable. People per hour had seven unrated listings in the first page, and Fiverr actually had more. It had eight. The fact that I featured on neither of the first pages did not surprise me. It'd be great if I was, but I'm not. But what really, really hurts as of time of recording, my gig doesn't even feature in the first 10 pages when searching for either podcast audio editing or podcast post-production. And funnily enough, if you search for podcast editing and then bear, well, I don't even turn up. And I guess that leads me to the delightfully unsatisfactory ending of this episode. My Fiverr journey has just started, 
and I can safely confess that I thought I could just sign up and let Fiverr do all the heavy lifting on the marketing front. As per usual, I was wrong. However, it's opened up my distribution channels to a possible worldwide audience, it provides me with a secure payment service where I'm protected from fraud and the customer is going to receive what they want or their money back, and annoying as it may seem, but it's going to give me a quantitative rating system, something that I can use to boost myself and say, look, these 10 people can't be wrong, but as I said, my Fiverr journey has just started. Realistically speaking, the only way to go is up, because if I'm not in the top 10 pages, then really the only way is up. So we'll see what happens. Who knows, there might be an Adventurers in Fiverr part two later on down the line, just so we can see, have I actually managed to get one customer yet? Spoiler alert, probably not, but you never know. Thank you so much for listening to my ramblings on Barely a Podcast this week. Next week's episode is going to be a very, very personal one. Analog ephemera and digital depression. Don't forget to keep in touch on social. Check out the show notes for all the appropriate links for the latest news. Or you can drop me a good old-fashioned email on matt at barelyapodcast.net, which leads me to the forever home of the podcast, barelyapodcast.net. If you're interested in Bear Sound Studio, you can find the home of all things Bear Sound at bearsoundstudio.com, and that's bear as in animal. Or you can comment on how terrible my Fiverr profile is. All you need to do is have a look at fiverr.com forward slash bearsoundstudio. I'm your host, Matthew Harrison, and I'll catch you next week on Barely a Podcast, where I'll be the bearer of better news. Zephyr with the first stroke of the oars.